0: Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I made microwave popcorn just by putting the bag on a nice flat rock outside. It's high noon for Monday, September 7th, 2020. It's Labor Day, I'm told. It's hard to know when holidays happen because we're no longer allowed to celebrate them. We get to stay indoors. Perhaps no one wore white all summer. You just can't wear white in 2020. Because Memorial Day to Labor Day did not exist. So we just had the all-time heat record in the Los Angeles area. Woodland Hills hit 121 degrees. And our mayor... Eric Garcetti, Eric the Whispering Fool, tweeted, It's almost 3 p.m. Time to turn off major appliances, set the thermostat to 78 degrees, or use a fan instead. Turn off excess lights and unplug appliances you're not using. We need every Californian to help conserve energy. Please do your part. That is is what it sounds like to be spoken to in patronizing terms by an idiot. And apart from how ridiculous it is that California's energy grid cannot weather a summer heat wave, I want to kind of focus on the tweet and what that means. Okay. Because this is now, I mean, too many instances to count of Garcetti talking down to the citizens he's meant to represent and treating people like they are children. You see the energy grid is his responsibility and Gavin's responsibility. And rather than bring that up to the proper standards, it stays where it is because they're too busy spending California taxpayer money on bullet trains that don't exist and homeless housing that doesn't exist. And however many other ridiculous public programs are needed to filter off enough money to their friends so that they can capture massive voting blocks like teachers unions. But my concern is how many steps is it from these patronizing tweets to them just shutting off the electricity when they feel like it and telling people, well, this is a result of climate change. It's a result of global warming. This is a result of us not switching over to renewables soon enough, when really it's a result of our reliance on renewables that are unable to fulfill the demand for energy in California. Now, Las Vegas is hotter than Los Angeles and San Francisco. Phoenix is hotter than Los Angeles and San Francisco. Most of Texas is hotter than Los Angeles and San Francisco. I could go on. So why is it a problem here and not there? California has been governed by Democrats forever. You're like, yes, Arnold was our governor for a little while after they kicked out Gray Davis. And hopefully they will kick out Gavin Newsom in the same manner. Recall Gavin Newsom, 2020. Go to it. Sign. We need this guy gone. Gone. How do you take the world's seventh largest economy, right? That's what we always brag about in California is how wealthy the state is, how much economy is generated here from our incredible natural resources, uh, an amazing amount of people. But it is governed like a third world nation. And that is why we get third world nation results. Separate California from the United States if the seventh richest nation in the world couldn't keep its lights on for its citizens, had hundreds of thousands of homeless everywhere, had a terrible public education system. And California does. It's amazing. People don't understand that California has one of the worst public education systems in the country. I think it's currently ranked 37th, although I'm sure that that is on a continuous decline. I'm sure we will be in the bottom 10 in no time. But people think because California is Democrat, and Democrats always talk about education, that California must be really good on public education. But that's completely wrong. California is a disaster on multiple levels nearly all levels. I mean, how do you take this economy, this number of people, the brainpower in California, the finances in California, the natural landscape and the natural resources of California, the agricultural potential of California, and turn that into a third world country? Well, you do everything that progressives want you to do. Remember, California is the example for the rest of the progressive nation. They say that over and over again. They've said it for years and years and years. Are you going to now say, no, well, that's not true. You see, California, like it still really is the progressive example, but it's it's just Donald Trump's America that's doing this. If you believe that, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how people, I say this every time. I don't know how people believe any of this stuff. Look around you. There is no excuse for how these people govern this state and for how these people govern this country. There's nothing good about electing people because they have a D next to their name if they fail at everything they do. And that is what's happening. Someone name me the democratic state or the democratic city right now. That is being perfectly run. That handled the COVID crisis well. That kept its people employed and able to eat. California is 12% of the country's population. And we have 25% of the country's unemployed. The California COVID pandemic. Has not been scary. At all. Not the entire time. There was never a point in California where we reached anything approaching a breaking point. Never, not once, never. We're now six months, almost six full months into coronavirus restrictions and lockdowns. There is no plan on when to release us from those. There were plans. Those plans were scrapped after we met all the metrics Now they've imposed much more difficult metrics. Metrics that don't make any sense at all. If you're still walking around thinking that you might get COVID. You're not equipped to live life. So please, by all means, stay indoors for the rest of your life. Order your Postmates as if that makes it less possible to get coronavirus. Wear your mask in your car. Do whatever you need to do. Just stop influencing other people. No one's telling you that you have to go back out and go back to your job. Just stop creating a culture of fear and anti-scientific paranoia and authoritarian nonsense. None of the people who are wearing masks in their car and none of the leaders governing our state and our state and our city have any right to be able to tell people that they're not allowed to work, that they're not allowed to go outside, that they can be arrested if they don't wear a mask. This stuff is insanity. A friend of mine, I haven't talked about this before, but a friend of mine, uh, I meant to go into it much deeper and then I just didn't. So that's the reason I haven't talked about it. It's not like it's super personal to me. Uh, A friend of mine emailed me saying that he had been fined by the state for allowing his employees, he is a manufacturer of of clothing and he had allow, he he was fined for allowing his employees to wear n95 masks at work this is years ago by the way not from covid they were doing it because there are chemicals and stuff in a place where clothing is made they were uh, Fined for allowing employees to wear N95 masks without having the proper medical testing first. So there were actually regulations saying that it was dangerous for certain people to wear N95 masks if they had breathing issues, for instance, to the point where a business could be fired for allowing its employees to wear them. And now we have these masks being put on everyone, children, old people. We are told that that mask is going to save lives. That all masks save lives, which is very strange considering those masks were considered to be a risk factor only a few years ago. California's own Kamala Harris over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday, gave an interview where she cast doubt on any vaccine that might emerge before the election, saying that she wouldn't trust it because it's Donald Trump and that he's pushing the vaccine through to increase his chances of reelection. Now, that's the party of science talking. The party of science who now believes and admits this is what Kamala Harris is saying. This is the underlying principle for what she's saying. She's saying that she believes that vaccine science can be manipulated by politics. Right. Can anyone dispute that? Because that's the logic she's saying that the FDA, that the pharma companies, that all of these interworking agencies and companies required to produce a vaccine and distribute it are all in cahoots to get Donald Trump reelected or that Donald Trump is so ultimately powerful that he's able to make all these companies put out a vaccine that would be unsafe to increase his election chances. That's Kamala Harris. Okay. The woman who is running to be president after Joe Biden is removed. Cause nobody, nobody, including Joe Biden and anyone else All of Joe Biden's voters, no one believes Joe Biden is going to make it through four years as an American president. No one could believe this. I doubt Joe Biden believes it, although Joe Biden also doesn't know what he believes. So he wouldn't be able to accurately report on on what he believes to us. But Kamala is supposed to be the savvy, smart, effective leader, right Isn't that what we're all told is that she's eminently qualified to be president? What about Kamala Harris qualifies her to be president? The fact that she has held previous political roles. There's nothing about the way she runs a campaign that says she's equipped to be president. There's nothing about how she perceives the world that equips her to be president. She perceives the world through a lens of her own political ambition. And so she has now embraced the entire anti-vax platform on a vaccine that does not yet exist, okay? The anti-vaxxers argue about vaccines that have already come out. And they argue about the fact that human tissue from aborted fetuses is used in the production of vaccines. And they argue about real world results where vaccines have caused sickness in places. And here comes Kamala Harris casting the same doubt, but only about politics, only about who the president is. Is she going to argue that all the agencies are corrupt? Is she going to argue that big pharma is corrupt? She can't do that because then she could never be elected, but it's okay now apparently to be anti-science as long as you are a Democrat, just like it's okay to be racist. If you're a Democrat, it's okay to be sexist. If you're a Democrat, it's okay to do blackface. If you're a Democrat. It's okay to be a rapist if you're a Democrat. Are we really going to pretend that Hillary and Obama and Bill and all these people didn't know any stories about Harvey Weinstein while they're right next to him? Jeffrey Epstein. Look at the people these people protect on the board of Black Lives Matter sits a woman named Susan Rosenberg. Susan Rosen, or I'm sorry, not on the board of Black Lives Matter, on the board of Black Lives Matter's fiscal sponsor, Thousand Currents, sits a woman named Susan Rosenberg. Susan Rosenberg is a convicted domestic terrorist who spent 16 years in prison before Bill Clinton pardoned her on his last day in office. That's okay. Because she's a Democrat. Riots are okay because they're Democrats. Antifa is okay because they're Democrats. Domestic terrorism is okay because it's Democrats. Working in conjunction with a media is okay because they're Democrats. Having the state media there in the first place is okay because they're Democrats. Giving entire sports arenas so, that celebrities can set up voting centers for Democrats is okay because they're Democrats. Releasing criminals from jail who have COVID to protect them from COVID is okay because they're Democrats. And the craziest thing is that we don't actually need a vaccine for the coronavirus. And we know we don't need a vaccine for coronavirus, but it was pushed anyway because the belief was that there's no way that Donald Trump could get a coronavirus vaccine before his election. And now that he's doing that, the vaccine may be unsafe. So does the vaccine that's been developed this entire time become safe? If Joe Biden's corpse and a dirty cop win the election, then it becomes safe, even though Donald Trump oversaw the development of the vaccine. Is that how science works? Always confused, always confused about how science works. So people are still going crazy over the Jeffrey Goldberg article Uh, From Thursday night in the Atlantic where he has four unnamed sources uh, tell him that two and a half years ago, Donald Trump called wounded veterans suckers and losers. And people believe that because people are very stupid. And it's continued to be a big story because it appeals to preconceived notions about who Donald Trump is and what he thinks of the military. So here is a clip of Donald Trump being interviewed by Wolf Blitzer in 2007, okay? And you can tell me if you think that this person would say the things that the Atlantic article accuses him of saying. And you might as well get out now because you're just wasting time and lives. You know, nobody talks about the soldiers that are coming back with no arms and no legs. And I saw at Mar-a-Lago on Mondays, I make Mar-a-Lago my club that you know about. In Palm Beach. I make that twice now. On a Monday, I let returning Iraqi injured soldiers come to the premises. The most beautiful people I've ever seen, but they're missing arms and legs. They're with their wives. Sometimes they're with their girlfriends. And the tears are coming down the faces of these people. I mean, the thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands and the Iraqis that have been just maimed and killed. This war is a horrible thing. Now, President Bush says he's religious. So that was the end of the clip. But uh, that guy, that guy. Is concerned about how it would look to have wounded soldiers around him. These people are fucking sick. Okay, there's no way that you can have breaking news out of a story that happened over two years ago that isn't backed up by anyone, not anyone, not one person put their name on the record. But you know who has John Kelly's deputy who was there at the time and said, there's no way that Trump said this. And do you really think that John Kelly would have just let someone say this in his presence And not responded. So which one do you believe? Four unnamed sources. Which used to be known as zero sources. Or the guy in 2007. Who was not president. Who was using his own private resources. To try to put a smile on wounded veterans faces. Which one is it? This isn't hard. Trump had wounded people on stage at the RNC, in the crowd at the RNC. Who could ever believe this? This is as crazy or crazier than the mailbox conspiracy. You do not get to claim that you are on the side of intelligence and science and real-world information and that you're anti-conspiracy if you are in line with what the Democratic Party is doing right now. It is impossible. I know that this feels like a bizarro world, that everything's backwards, that all the you know, smart people we trusted were wrong. Well, you know what? That's the state of reality. And so there's no number of claims that you can make about what do you mean that guy went to Harvard or we all heard what Donald Trump said about Kazir Khan and John McCain. No, no, no. Those are political opponents of his that he did not like. And Donald Trump says some out of line things sometimes, but that does not mean that he hates wounded veterans. That is fucking crazy. You cannot just make up whatever you think about Donald Trump and get credit for that being true, okay? You're fine to have your opinion. If you can't stand the things he says or the way he looks or the sound of his voice or any of the fucking things that people complain about, that's fine, okay? That's your opinion. That's fine. But you cannot pretend that you get to create a new reality around that point of view. And this is what people of academic and intellectual privilege do. There is no downside for them being wrong. So they continue down the path of believing that they are always right and then justifying those beliefs on the basis of their own intelligence and their own credentials and their own position in society. Isn't it amazing that it's the most continually amoral and immoral people who are just slinging all of this shit, trying to do whatever they can to make sure that they are not soundly rejected again, and they will be because most of the nation has had it with this shit and had it with these people. And we look at these conspiracy theorists, man. This is what they are. You know, David from who's a person that I have met and that I like and that I think is highly intelligent. But he has become a conspiracy theorist. Okay. And he wrote an article in The Atlantic today to back up Jeffrey Goldberg's article. Also with no. Proof whatsoever. Okay. The point of the article for him was that none of the military leaders had come out and said, no, Trump wouldn't say that. No, Trump couldn't say that. But people have come out and said that, including wounded veterans who Trump has helped and met with. Who thank God that Trump is president and not Joe Biden and Barack Obama and not George W. Bush, because that's why their arms and legs are blown off in the first place. And the title of David Frum's new article in The Atlantic today is Everyone Knows It's True. Okay? This is one of the most pernicious ideas in the entire world. It is responsible for the state that we are in, saying and constantly appealing to what everyone knows. Okay? This is high school gossip language. Everyone knows Billy's been cheating on Jenny. Everyone knows Stephanie would have been prom queen if they hadn't messed with the votes. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone knows Donald Trump is a racist. Everyone knows Donald Trump is a sexist. Everyone knows Donald Trump is stupid. Does everyone know that? Does everyone know that? That is a narrative. That is a narrative. And the people who say everyone knows Cannot prove shit or else they wouldn't be relying on the narrative. Okay. The way to prove that four people heard Donald Trump say that is by those four people saying he said that and then weighing it against everything, you know, including stuff he said in 2007 before he had any motivation to dispute this stupid fucking claim. That's how to know, but they won't do it because they're scared of Twitter. Literally, that's what Jeffrey Goldberg said is these senior military officials are scared of Twitter, and that's why they won't go on the record. That's not good enough. It's not good enough for me. It should not be good enough for you. And if you had children, could you imagine teaching them this sort of intellectual morality? That the key to truth in the world is spreading rumor until everyone believes it. These people have no morals. They will do anything, literally anything to get Donald Trump out of office because they think that the only thing that validates their existence is making sure that the person in office doesn't offend them. It's pathetic. And speaking of pathetic, Cardi B committed the cardinal sin of social media. She went and attacked someone with a smaller platform and smaller following who also happens to be way smarter than her. And most people are way smarter than Cardi B. Cardi B, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast. I know I talked about it on my last one. I talk about it on social media. Cardi B is a symptom of cultural disease. She is disgusting. Her lyrics are disgusting. She is entirely focused on material wealth, Her morality is disgusting. She used to drug men and rob them because she was a stripper. And I don't know if you know this, but most strippers are prostitutes. Pretty much all of them. And that's Cardi B. She is famous now for being that and trying to make that look cool. She interviewed Joe Biden for the Democratic National Convention. And by interviewed, I mean that she made her little sounds while reading uh, questions that someone else wrote to Joe Biden so that he could give answers someone else wrote. And that's what now counts as an interview. She was doing appearances with Bernie Sanders. Back in the primaries. Because Cardi B is an important voice in politics. So she actually tried to argue with Candace Owens. Now, I'm not a big Candace Owens fan. In fact, I'm not a fan at all. I think Candace Owens is wrong about a lot of stuff. And I think that she talks in a way that is uh, overly confident relative to what she actually knows and how well she can explain it. She's also intentionally provocative which is only good if you're funny you know what i mean like i she's not funny so her intentional provocation just is grating sometimes that but again listen this is personal opinion i don't like her that's it okay but i don't want her to shut up you know like sometimes she does really good things and this is one of them and the fact that Cardi B decided that she was equipped to argue in a public forum with Candace Owens is, I, I mean, God, it's so wonderful. It's so stupid for Cardi B, but so wonderful for the world. Because for the first time, a massive celebrity has been absolutely exposed as a complete political fraud. Cardi B should be utterly embarrassed for herself. But the thing is, she was so convinced by the size of her platform And by the good feedback that she gets from the people that she likes, she was completely deluded into believing that she has something valuable to add about politics. She does not. And this is the same thing that you can see with all your most privileged friends who are all about masks and lockdowns, posting their little posts about how if you're a good person, you wear a mask. If you're talking against lockdowns, you kill grandmas. Those people, you know, the people who are always positive and kind and doing their pumpkin spice latte pictures. Those people, those people who want to tell you how to think about politics and don't know anything. And when they are challenged, they try to make moral claims And credentialed claims about where they got their information, but they can't explain anything they believe. They can't field questions on the things that they believe. They can't back up anything that they believe. But because of their position in culture, they are allowed by culture to talk about politics And have it be covered by saying, oh, well, they're just using their platform for good. No, they're not. Cardi B is the definition of a useful idiot. Celebrities talking about politics are useful idiots. They are perpetuating someone else's political concerns to millions of people who might very well listen to them when they won't listen to a politician. That is what they are used for. That is why they're so convenient on the Democratic side. Because none of them can actually explain what Democrats want to do. Democrats usually can't explain what they want to do beyond platitudes about getting everybody universal health care as if their way is the only way. As if they are the party of universal health care. They are the party of science, the party that is now doubting vaccines. That thinks coronavirus is the world's deadliest pandemic. That think masks and lockdowns help stem the spread of pandemics. That believe in 57 genders. These are the people who think that their word is unassailable because everyone knows. All right guys, so I put up yesterday, I put up a Substack and what Substack is is it's kind of like a a new version of Patreon. You can sign up there. I put all of the essays on there in readable form. So if you prefer that or if you want to go back and check where I got a fact in controlled demolition. Or anything like that, you can go and read them. And you know, if you use like the find feature on your browser, then you can search down to keywords or whatever. So hopefully that helps people. It is a subscription service, so you don't have to do it. I'm not asking you to do it. I'm saying if you want to do that, if you want to support the show and my work in general, that is a great way to do it. It's just I'm your and please guys, share the show, rate the show on iTunes. Follow the social media at I'm your moderator on Instagram and Twitter and blah, blah, blah. You guys know the whole thing. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye.